Shalom, my dear friends. We thank the Lord for the privilege of studying the Word of God together, and especially with this interesting theme of the eight covenants of God. Shmone Britot HaElohim. A beautiful study because it teaches us how God in His wisdom made covenant with humanity with the ultimate desire to bring blessing for the human race. We have already learned in the introduction that there were eight covenants. Two of them were conditional, and six of them were unconditional. In fact, three of these covenants were made with the human race at large, with Adam before he fell into sin, and with Adam again after he fell into sin, with Noah before he, God, when God judged the whole world and he made covenant with Noah uh, before the flood and after the flood, and of course the other five covenants which God made with Abraham and then Abraham's descendants, the children of Israel. Today in this session I would like to speak with you about the first covenant that is called the Edenic Covenant. In fact, in Hebrew it is called Brit Gan Eden. It's a covenant that was made with Adam before Adam fell into sin, and it was made with Adam as the federal head in the Garden of Eden, there before Adam plunged the whole human race into sin. This is very important to see, how did it came about that we all find ourselves in the state that is called sinners? How did it come about? When did it start? Well, this covenant in Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, is with Adam in the Garden of Eden before Adam fell into sin. And that was a conditional covenant. Listen to the verses that I will read. First of all, chapter 1 of the book of Genesis, verses 26 to 31, and then chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. So we read in verse 26 of chapter 1. And God said, Let us make men in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which it is the fruit of a tree yielding seed 
to you it shall be for food, for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that it he had made, and behold, it was very good. In Hebrew, tov me'od. And it was the evening and the morning, the sixth day. Then chapter 2 of Genesis, verse 15, we continue. And this is the Edani covenant, the covenant that God made with Adam while he was in his innocency before he fell into sin. Verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2 says, And the Lord God took the man, Ha'adam, and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat, eat of it. For, listen to this, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And I'm going to stop here with the reading, uh, beloved friends. This is an extremely interesting uh, first covenant that is found in the scripture, the covenant that God made with Adam before Adam fell into sin. It is called the Edenic because it was made in the Garden of Eden. And it was also made with Adam, who was in his innocency, while he was in the Garden of Eden, enjoying the many blessings that are linked with this covenant that God made with the federal head, Adam, of the whole human race. I want you to notice, first of all, that this covenant, first of all, was made in the Garden of Eden, of Eden with, with Adam. Again, to remember that Adam was the first man that God created. He created Adam out of the dust of the ground. And then he formed him and breathed unto him the breath of life, and Adam became a living soul. Later on, God made this surgery, and he opened his side. He put him to sleep. In Hebrew, it's called tardema, supernatural sleep. And out of his side, out of the rib, he built Bana Isha, a woman. Chava in Hebrew. Amazing to see the creator God who created man for his pleasure. And he bring him before him, set him here in this wonderful garden called the Garden of Eden. In Hebrew, the word Eden means delight. The garden, Gan Eden, the garden where there is all the delight that one is looking for. All the pleasure, you might say. Nothing is lacking. No sin, no darkness. Privilege to enjoy the presence of God in the garden of delight. We also learn, and we have emphasized it, that this 
covenant was made with Adam before he fell into sin. So he was in his innocency. Because he was a man created out of the dust, he was not holy like the Messiah who came, the man that came from heaven, Yeshua the Messiah who was born of the Virgin Miriam. No, because Yeshua was a holy one. He was God who entered humanity through the Virgin Miriam. He was sinless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Now, Adam was also without sin, but he was innocent with the capability to fall, with the capability to disobey God, but he was not holy, he was innocent. Thirdly, we also want to make sure that we understand that this covenant, the first covenant in the scripture, the Edenic covenant, was a conditional covenant. You will see it in a moment. And so we read in chapter 1 of the book of Genesis, in verse 26, that God said, Let us make men in our image after our likeness. Sadly, people, some may say that God was counseling with the angels and telling them, speaking with them and saying, Let us, me, God, and you, angels, make men in our own image. But it's not possible because the human race, mankind, were not made in the image of angels. We were made in the image of God, a triune person. We have a body, we have a spirit that relates to God, and we have a soul, the seat of an emotion. We are a triune person, just like God, one God, but existing and consisting in three persons. As we read in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Hero Israel the Lord our God is one Echad, is compound unity, is one God. One God, though three persons in the Godhead. And here we see in verse 26, the Godhead counsel within themselves, within the three persons of the Godhead. Let us, plural, make men in our image after our likeness. In Hebrew, bet salmenu bedmutenu. Suitable to enjoy us. Made in the image and the likeness of God. And so we read. In the same verse 26, that God made this uh, uh, man, as we read here, um, uh, let him have dominion over all the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. In other words, God wanted to have men, human race, to enjoy, to rule over this creation. And so in verse 26, God in his counsel of the Godhead said, let us make men in our own image after our likeness and let him rule, let them have dominion. Wonderful to think of the plan and the program of God. According to verse 27, God created men in his own image, which says in verse 27, so God created, the Hebrew word is bara, but I apply only to God. Only God can create something out of nothing. 
Men can create something out of something, but the Creator God create something out of nothing. And the word bara could only apply to God, but never to man. And here's our Creator God. Created man, notice that verse 27. He created the word man here is the word Adam. And that's applied to male and female because male and female together are Bnei Adam, children of men, descendant of Adam. As his name, so he is. Adam he is. And Adam is his name. So God created Adam in his own image. And the image of God created him. him and then notice, male and female created he them. In other words, God, after creating Adam from the dust of the earth, the earth called Adama, his name is Adama, Adam, Adama from the ground. And then he performed his surgery and out of his rib, he bana, he built that Isha, that woman for Adam, specially suitable for him. And so we read in the next verses, verse 28 to verse 31, how God uh, um, present Adam and he uh, brought him, as it says here in verse uh, uh, 28, uh, 29, 30, and 31, he uh, presented before Adam the blessing that he had for him. And so in these verses, 28, 29, 30, and 31, we can see the blessings that were involved in that covenant that God made with Adam. According to verse 28, God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. That's why I created you, Adam, so you can be fruitful, so you can multiply, that you replenish the earth, having family, children, family, and replenish the whole earth. And then he continues, he says, you are to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that is moving upon the earth. The word for dominion is the Hebrew word to be a king in authority. Adam was called to have an authority over all this earth. He is the federal head of the human race. And that's why God wanted men, Adam and his descendants, to enjoy the authority over all this earth. That was the portion of the blessing that linked with the covenant that God made with Adam before Adam fell into sin. And so in the next verses, verse 29 and verse 30, we find out that Adam was to eat some of the herbs from the land, as it says here in verse 29, God said, Behold, I have given to you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, every tree. In other words, Adam and Eve were vegetarian because at this point of time in the human history, animals were not killed as yet. And therefore they were vegetarians. They could eat herbs, they have enjoyed to eat of every fruit of the tree. And not only them, even the animal kingdom, according to verse 30, to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that is creeping upon the earth, wherein there is life, 
I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And so can you imagine what a blessing, my dear friend, that God had made, uh, provided for Adam and for his descendant to be blessed in this garden of Eden. Fellowship with God. Enjoyment of all that which Adam could have enjoyed when he was here on earth as God provided for him this plenty that God had intended to bless Adam with. And Adam was called to be fruitful. Adam was called to replenish the whole earth. Adam was called to subdue everything on earth and to have dominion over the fish, over the fowl, over every living thing that is upon the face of this earth. What a blessing. Can you imagine what a blessing was involved in the provision of God for the human race headed up by Adam? And all this, my dear friends, happened before Adam fell into sin. But now notice how important it is as we go to the second chapter, which is Additional information as to the first covenant, the Edenic covenant that God made with Adam in the uh, uh, Garden of Eden. We read in verse 15 of chapter 2 that the Lord God took the man, the Hebrew word, he took at Ha'adam, again, Ha'adam is the man, it's Adam himself, and he put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. This is Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15. In other words, even though Adam was in a state of innocency, he could enjoy now to be placed in this garden of Eden and to remind you the word Eden in Hebrew means delight. He wants to do two things here according to verse 15 of Genesis chapter 2. He was to dress the garden. And to keep it, the word to, for dress means to leovda, to work in that garden. And also to, as it says here, to keep it. In Hebrew, the word is leshomra, to keep it, to maintain it. What a privilege. So labor was part of the responsibility and privilege of the human race even before sin came into this world. So God gave Adam the privilege of using himself, placed him in the garden. He was to work in the garden. He was to keep the garden. He was to have, uh, in, to enjoy everything in the garden. He was to be fruitful. He was to replenish the earth. He was to eat of all the herbs and all the fruit that are upon the, the trees. What a enjoyment, no limitation. But then notice what it says in verses 16 and 17 of Genesis chapter 2. And here is the one single condition that God had made with Adam in the Garden of Eden before he fell into sin. Adam was in his innocency. He was not holy, not, not kadosh, as the Messiah Yeshua 
when he was born here because Yeshua was sinless and he was God, the Son, who took union, humanity with his divine nature. No, Adam was innocent, capable to sin, capable to disobey, but also capable to obey. And here we find out the one single command that God commanded from Adam. It says in Genesis chapter 2, in verses 16 and 17, that God gave this one single command to Adam. Listen to what we read here in verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded, it comes from the Hebrew word vayatsav, letzavot, to command. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. Freely eat. But here's the condition in verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For, listen to this, my dear friend, for in the day that thou shalt eat thereof thou shalt surely die. Thou shalt surely die. Now if you look back at the same second chapter of the book of Genesis, in verse 9 we read, that out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree, notice we read, and the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden, and, listen to this, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In Hebrew it is called Etz Hadat Tov Vara. The tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. And so according to verse 9 of Genesis chapter 2, God created in this garden, he placed all sort of trees, but he singled out two specific trees. One of them called the tree of life. In Hebrew it is called Etz HaChaim. And the second one is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Etz hadat tov vara. And because God is sovereign, my dear friend, and he can do as he pleases, he asked from Adam, he commanded Adam, Adam, you can eat from every tree that is in that garden, the garden of delight. You can enjoy everything there, but because I am God, and because I am sovereign, and because I can do as I please, and I can command you, Adam, to do what I, as a, your God, as your sovereign Lord, require from you, Adam, I am commanding you only one thing not to do and to submit to it. And that thing is this. He says, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Now you might say, well, God, why did you create even this tree? God, why did you place it in the gardens at all? God, why did you demand this from Adam? Well, my dear friend, this is so important to understand. If God is God, and He is, 
He's the creator of all things. You remember how Genesis 1 began? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In Hebrew, Bereshit bara Elohim et hashamayim ve'et ha'aretz. God is a creator of God. And out of his, the abundance of his heart, out of his love for the for human race, he created man in his own image, in his own likeness, that man will enjoy a relationship with this God who has authority. He's a holy God, but he's also a, a just God. He's a righteous God, and he can do as, he's ple- as he pleased with his creation. And so he created man out of the dust. And he placed him in a garden of delight. And he only expected from him to submit to his authority. He let him have everything in the garden. In fact, we don't read of him. He created the tree of life, but we don't read of him even put restriction on Adam at that time with respect to the fruit of the tree of life. As it says in verse 9, it says uh, that God created out of the ground every tree and the tree of life. He put it in the midst of the garden, easily to approach. But then it says, but also the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You see, it is interesting that expression, the tree of the knowledge of good, tov in Hebrew, and evil, ra in Hebrew, tov vara. In other words, God wanted Adam to submit to his authority and to be a, a servant, a man that is totally submissive to his God, to his Lord, to his master, to his creator. Is that hard to expect from anyone, you might say? But you see, here we learn the lesson that even then and there, man in his innocency still preferred to violate God's word and to choose his own way and to disobey God and ultimately violate the Edenic covenant, Brit Gan Eden. You notice what he said? In the day that you will eat thereof, you shall surely die. In Hebrew, the word is mot tamut. Surely it is mot. You shall die tamut. It means that you will dying, you shall die. You will die, first of all, in a sense of spiritually to be separated from God. But ultimately, you're not only going to have spiritual separation from God, you will also have the physical separation in death when the body is separated from the soul and the spirit when one returned to the ground from which he was created. So if we go to chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, we see how the violation of this command came to be. 
and how the whole human race human race was plunged into sin when Adam violated the word of God. As we know the story in Genesis chapter 3, that the serpent, which is Satan, he have already failed. He have already sinned against God. In other words, Lucifer already sinned against God by saying, we read it in other passages, Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, that he wanted to be like God, an angel that God created for his own pleasure. And because of his pride, God had cast him down. And now we find him appearing in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, and he beguiling Chava, the wife of Adam who was so easily beguiled by not hearkening to her husband Adam and listening to the voice of the Satan. And so we read in these a few verses of Genesis chapter 3, actually it's from verse 1 to verse 13, but I want to just zero in on one verse here, and this is verse 6 of Genesis chapter 3, when Satan tempted and beguiled Eve and said, has God really said to you not to eat of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil of which we read already in Genesis 2 and verse 17? And she saw, as we read here in verse 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and that a tree was desired to make one wise. Notice what we read, that she was beguiled because has Satan, Satan, beguiled her. Pita ota in Hebrew. He beguiled her, and when she saw it, she took of the fruit, which God had already said to Adam not to eat thereof. And Adam have already co- communicated this with his wife Chava. But Chava had been beguiled by the serpent which Satan entered into. And then she took of the fruit, verse 6, and did eat. Here after this point, nothing happened because Chava was not the federal head of the human race. She was beguiled by the Satan, by the serpent, by Satan, by the devil. But because she was not the federal head of the whole human race, she was made, created out of the rib of Adam. Nothing at this point of time have happened. But here is where we learn of the violation of Adam who not only beguiled, but he disobeyed God. See, Eve, Chava, was beguiled. But she was not the federal head of the human race. Adam was. And that's why when Adam violated God's word, he plunged the whole human race into sin. And so we read that Chava ate of it, She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and she gave it, verse 6, 
of Genesis chapter 3 B, it says, she gave it unto her husband and he did it. Here is the violation of the covenant, the Edenic covenant by Adam, the federal head of the human race. And you notice what happened? When he ate, we read that the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they saw fig leaves together and they made themselves apron and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves this is verse 8 from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden beloved friend listen Adam here violated the word of God he broke the Edani covenant he broke the covenant that God made with him as the federal head of the human race in the Garden of Eden, and now he was no longer innocent. He became a sinner. And he died, and the word death means separation. He died, he was separated from God. He could no longer enjoy spiritually the God who created him for his own pleasure. And that's why you find, what does he do? He saw fig leaves, him and his wife, Adam and Chava. They cover themselves with aprons. And then they hide from the presence of the Lord, according to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. And when God walked in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And you know, this is why you and I, by nature, hide from God. Because you and I have inherited the sin nature that Adam have inherited the moment he violated the word of God. And so he could no longer enjoy God. He could no longer be in the presence of God because he broke the Edenic covenant Brit Gan Ha'eden, he broke the covenant that God made with him, the conditional covenant that God made with Adam. And he could no longer enjoy the presence of God. And you remember in Genesis 2 and verse 17, God said, For in the day that you will eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Well, Adam didn't die physically as yet. Obviously, because he's running away from him, he's hiding behind the trees, he's covering his nakedness because before he fell into disobedience, he was still naked, but he didn't need to cover that. But here he is covering his nakedness, he's hiding his condition, and he's hiding behind the trees, he couldn't look at God's face any longer. That's what sin does. That's what sin did. And Adam planned the whole human race into sin. And the word death, thou shall surely die. Motamut. In Hebrew, death means separation. Simply separation. And there are three types of separation since sin came. There is spiritual separation, which happened right here in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam was spiritually dead, spiritually separated. Later on, he will be 
physically separated physically he will die when he will physically go back to the ground his soul and the spirit return to god and the body goes to the ground this is physical separation physical death and if he did not have forgiveness of sin he will be eternally dead eternally separated from god that's what sin does that's why, my dear friend, we are all inherited this Adamic nature. This Adamic nature, and we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what the king of Israel, our own king, the king of the Jews, the king of Israel, the one that was chosen by God to become the king of Israel, the, the psalmist of Israel, the man after God's own heart. You remember what? David said in Psalm 51 and verse 5, when he sinned against God, you know what David said? Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, anyone that was born from Adam vechava, from Adam and Eve, since the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden, since he broke this Covenant, the Edenic covenant, every descendant of Adam and Eve are sinners. In sin did my mother conceive me, David said. In fact, if you read a little bit further in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 3, in the Brit Hadasha, in the New Covenant, the apostle Shaul, Paul, he said, when he spoke to the nations of the world, he said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. Why? Because we have all have inherited the sin of Adam, the sin nature. When Adam disobeyed God, we automatically inherited his sin nature because we are his descendants. We have this nature that is called sin. In fact, notice what we read here in uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, Shaul Paul said to the Roman believers later on, many years later, after the Messiah came, he said to them, For by one man sin entered into the world. Who is that man? That is Adam. One man. Notice he doesn't say by one woman, because even though Eve first ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, etz hadat tovara, this tree, this fruit, she was not a federal head. Chava was not, but Adam was. And that's why the Bible says by one man, not by one woman, sin entered into this world. Adam was the federal head of all the human race. And he was the one that by disobedience, he plunged the whole human race into sin. But notice, it says, Wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. That's why we are dead spiritually when we are born into this world. We are separated from God. We need to accept God in our life. And that's why we die physically. We are separated from the body and the, 
the soul and the spirit are separated from the body when we die. And we will be separated eternally if we don't have forgiveness of sins. That's why Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, had to come to pay for the sin of this world. But then notice what it says in the same verse 12 of Romans chapter 5. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. When Adam sinned, I have sinned. When Adam sinned, you have sinned. When Adam sinned, every descendant of Adam and Eve, every child that was born into this world, is reckoned a sinner. And my dear friend, this is the Edenic covenant, Brit Gan Eden, the covenant that God made with Adam before he fell into sin when he was in his, in his innocency. There was only one condition. There was only one command. When God said to Adam in chapter 2 of Genesis chapter uh, 2 verse 17, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou shalt eat of it thou shalt surely die. And so, my dear friend, each and every one of us have inherited the sin nature of Adam and that conditional Edani covenant was broken by Adam when he violated God's word and God's command in the Garden of Eden while he was still in his innocency. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for his provision. But we all learn from this, that we have broken the covenant that God made with men. And therefore we are accountable to the living God. And we need to turn to him and realize that he loves us, that he cares for us, and that he wants to restore us to himself. This is why he made a provision by sending the Messiah, Yeshua Jesus, who was born to the Virgin Miriam, who paid for the sin of Adam and all of us when he died for us some years ago on this shameful altar where he paid for the sin of this world. And his name is Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, who loved you, who loved me, who loved the human race and gave himself for the human race. Well, my dear friend, until the next lesson of the eight covenants of God, may God bless you and lead you to himself. Until the next time, we will say Shalom, Shalom. Shalom.